through all that. And now, your Family Matters Fantasy Football Podcast with your league commissioners, David, Jonathan, and Stewart! And we're back. We've just officially wrapped up week 12, heading into week 13. The Ravens-Steelers wrapped up, I want to say, three or four hours ago couple hours ago something like that and we now know where things stand i i'd like to say um as we welcome back both david and Stuart from their thanksgiving break welcome back what'd y'all think of that last podcast let me start there Uh, i've shared my thoughts um (laughs) you know they they, they were okay i want i want the long form answer now because you you had to put it into text i want you to just express yourself i know Stuart's got a lot to say so we'll We'll save I've got that. a lot to say. I've got yeah. a lot to say. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we save this for the end? We'll save that. We'll save yeah. that. Yeah, uh, we'll the end. I, I, I do want to say uh, thank you to... I. You know what, Stuart? Your, uh, your playoff scenario was a work of art, <laughs> and no one will ever need to see it. <laughs> I know. I know. We didn't need it. But Thanks to uh, Ryan uh, really uh, yeah. coming up short. The fact that Ryan lost. Yeah, the fact that he lost, uh, really, it would have been a lot more fun if he would have won. That's, Mike, no offense, but that was what I was rooting for this whole time was more chaos. And unfortunately, you made it too easy. Now, again, I don't know where Mike settles out on the standings, but I'm feeling pretty good about that bet now. About Mike finishing no. uh, top six. That's all he has to do. And uh, I'm at, at this point, I'm more confident in... Uh, me winning that bet than me winning the bet of me scoring two two hundred points again. <laughs> yeah, I almost eclipsed that mark. I'm at one ninety nine point four. No, right now, right now, according to our records, Mike would be sixth, and he just won. This isn't a ca- taken into account this week's win. So as long as things stand pat in week thirteen, David and I win that bet. What do you? How do you feel about that? You know, I am. So proud of Mike. <laughs> he he went from a zero to a hero, a loser to a uh, mediocre team to a bruiser. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I I think you scored over a hundred points this last week, didn't you, <laughs> Mike? <laughs> no, didn't you, Jonathan? S- scored over a hundred points. I mean, 200. Yeah, I was like, you're thinking of the wrong guy. Daniel did not score over 100 points. But uh, I, I had, I when I originally looked at it an hour or two ago, I guess something changed in the stats with the Steelers game. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. It, was, it went back down. Yeah, it was 200.4. Now it's 199.4. So I did not join the 200 club this year yet. Gosh, man. I'm so sorry about that. I was going to be excited for you, but now I'm just, just it's okay. one, one of the – one of the regular old teams. I'm just glad I don't have a tie on my record. That thing looks terrible. <laughs> Gosh, well, that was, that, that was uh, some manipulation by David there. That, that was righteous is what it was. What I, I wish that was a loss. That would help me with the playoff <laughs> situation. A loss for who, Joey? For yes, for, for Stewart. Yeah. It yeah. should have been for Joey, and then you should have beat, you you beat, beat Joey. 
Yeah, I know. I should have. Yeah, David controlled his own destiny this week, and he came up short. So you have no one to blame but yourself. Yep. (laughs) So true. David's in a bad mood. David, why don't you just vent? Why don't you just share with us your feelings on the playoffs? I'm I'm in the same situation I was last year where I was a top eight team scoring-wise and I didn't make it, and that's going to happen again this year. (laughs) Even Even more so. But, you know. I'm glad Mike Staffel's in the playoffs, you know, so. <laughs> good. Oh, shots fired he, there. He beat me. He beat me. So, you know, what can I say? And yeah. I beat him, but you beat me. Loss, so it's. that's lost last week. I mean, I had three. I had three touchdowns total between all my offensive players. So that just won't get it done. Um, you know, and uh, three touchdowns went to. Uh, were scored in the uh, Tampa Bay game, and they just happened to go all three to Mike Evans and Ronald Jones. So that was great. <laughs> um, you know, but it, it happens. Roquan Smith was the number one linebacker going into the week, and uh, you know, why did I keep Adams on my bench? Why do I have Adams when I'm not going to play him? But he's on my bench. He has 17 tackles. That was great. Spoiler alert: this is, He may make another good. appearance in the show. <laughs> hey, my bench. I had. Three guys with over 25 points. They uh, would have been my three leading scorers. So good job, David. I, I, I blame myself. I'm, you know, Joey had 141. That's one of his higher scores, I feel like, in the past. <laughs> um, more to come with my power ranking of Joey. Oh, here we go. The one that hurts is last week, though, where I scored 170 points and I lost. And Stewart had all but conceded that. I think it was. Uh, Man, I really did. I did. And I, you, for you to pull that out, really, on the last drive after they couldn't convert Tampa yeah. Bay, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But what was really frustrating was the very next week, Taysom Hill went back to a quarterback designation. And so I got scared <laughs> in the one week where uh, he uh, got two quarterbacks. And so I, I give Stewart props for uh, – he, he did kind of foreshadow that, and it happened. It's, I was Thank hey. you. I pick, I I had him starting the week before when uh when he was uh simply a tight end. Yeah, which how'd he do? Which did, is... he, did he score twenty two points for you that week? Like he did <laughs> when he was quarterback? No, no, but he scored he scored more than my tight end scored this week, which was yeah. a big fat zero. That's yeah. awesome. I listen. Which, I, uh... I feel your pain, David. I I I've my second high score until this week. It was my highest score was a loss to to Lewis who had his highest score of 171 and I had 161. So I, all that to say, don't apologize for any win you get in fantasy football because it'll all come back around where you have a great week and it doesn't matter. You get it. You take it right in the shorts because someone else had just scores. So yeah, it's relative to the league. I think I'm top four at scoring. Maybe I'm three. I don't know, but you know, that's what it is. So, Yep, it's what yeah, I, it I still is. control my destiny. I, I I wish I wasn't playing Preston because I actually really like Preston's team. Preston scored 180 points this past week. Yeah, it was a cute <laughs> score. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I wish it was uh, Lewis I was playing instead. Yeah, that'd be an advantageous schedule, wouldn't it? Yeah. Although, I can I just tell you, there's nothing more nerve-wracking than playing the worst team in the league on the last game to get into the playoffs. And it's a team you've already lost to. So 
it feels like it's destiny for me to lose to Lewis and him to get in at four nine. So I don't know. It, I will tell you there was a point in the game today where uh, TJ Watt had uh, like two two sacks and he closed within three points of me and I was like oh my gosh this cannot happen I was Jonathan. I, Jonathan called it. I was with Ryan because Ryan showed up with uh, a yard house and I was like, dude, I'm really rooting for you because it'll cause chaos. But I said, what will be even funnier is if TJ Watt pulls off this miracle and Stewart is all of a sudden on the outside looking in with Juju Smith-Schuster falling short for him. But no, it, hey, the Poo Poo Smith dumpsters pulled it out and yeah. uh, he came through for you. your namesake, came through for you. And Mar- uh, Marlon Humphrey, too, had a great game. Yeah, two forced fumbles? Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. That's crazy. What a... What a yeah. uh, it's, pro- it's one of the more dramatic week 12s I can remember of, like, so much on the line the week before the week before the playoffs. Like, it's just... Uh, I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember so much hanging on... In, in the balance, especially again, I Stuart, you got to share with the league what you put together as far as the scenarios. I showed it to Ryan. He goes, Oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> he couldn't read it. And I was like, yeah, it seems to be in like hieroglyphics or something. I don't know why you didn't wait. I've done this enough throughout the years that it can, I've spent one time, one year, I think I spent two hours trying to sort it all out. Cause I did it two weeks in advance. Which was kind of something what you did essentially. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And after yeah. that, I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's it's way too. I can't even think. Yeah. That's that's why I threw that out there. I was like, I can't wait for someone to break this down, but I'm for sure not doing it because it just there's so many scenarios, and then now it's all that all it boils down to is does David beat Preston and do I beat Lewis or vice versa? That's it. That everything else yeah. is settled as far as in or out. Now there are seating opportunities at at uh, at larger. So my my dad wins and Jackson loses. My dad gets the number one seed, which is yeah. which is big. Okay. And then I don't know who else. I mean, I think there's a lot of jumbled mess in the middle there too. So there could be some pretty wild swings from who's on what side of the bracket. It's interesting. I I, I would be curious between Jackson and. Uh, your dad, who they would pick to play? Oh, they'd pick um, me. They're well, they get lined up with me, but I don't know. But you're right. Maybe they take a look at uh, someone's schedule and say, "I'll take a shot here and give I'll, up those I'll six points." This. I'll tell you this. I don't. I don't think I would pick you. Really? You wouldn't take the six points? No, I, I wouldn't do it either. Oh, you I, guys I, are you guys are too kind. Too kind. I, it's, I have you seven in the power ranking, so I take eight. <laughs> Oh, get out of here. I haven't moved from seven for, for you okay. for like four weeks. Maybe you're six. You might be six now. I can't remember. I would probably either take – I mean, I think I'd take a lot of people before you. I think I would take um, – if Joey, David wins, if, if David wins, I would probably take David. Really? Uh, I don't think I would take Preston just because I, 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 he's – I'm the opposite. I would I would avoid David and play Preston. I think differently on those teams. I would play Mike. I would. I would play. I would probably play Mike. I I I don't think I'd play Senior. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd avoid Patrick Mahomes I would pro- at all costs. I'd probably, I'd probably play Joey. I already beat him once this year and uh, had it taken away. So I'll 
I'd probably choose him. To be clear, when we when the number one seed, because we've had this conversation before, just remind me and refresh my memory. It, when the number one team decides to play someone other than the number eight seed, that eight everything is reseeded up. Is that correct? It's not like a the eight seed now has to go f- fill the spot of the other team. So. I don't think, yeah, I think it just moves up. So if I'm the eight seed and Jackson decides, I don't want to play Jonathan, I want to play Mike, do Mike and I just swap spots? The rule book reads, if the top seed chooses to play another opponent, then the eighth seed is swapped in the playoff bracket with the team the top seed elects to play. Okay, so it is a swap. It's not a reseeding. Not a reseeding. So you could... The reason we did that is because we wanted to give some advantage to the number one seed meaning they could go pick another matchup yeah if the so if for some reason the number two seed had a catastrophic injury maybe they happen to have a great record but a terrible outlook in the playoffs maybe you swap that out and load the other side or maybe you just think you're going to beat everybody because you're the number one seed and you want to eliminate the next two best teams right you want to you want to and that may not line up that way, but that at least presents an opportunity. You can load the other side of the bracket, basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it's not. That's why it's not a reshuffle. Yeah, I could. I remember having that discussion. I couldn't. No, I don't think anybody's been bold enough to make the swap that I can remember. I think everyone's just taking the eight seed and taking the points since we implemented uh, yeah. the rule. But yeah, but I, it's. I think in general that eighth team has been pretty much the I remember I remember now why we did that why we asked that question because when we had conferences you basically did swap it didn't matter right because you could only swap within your conference the number one seeds on both sides wasn't that right or am I making that up uh yes that's right yeah so, yeah so this year is going to be a little bit different too because we have pay we're paying uh out depending on the final seeding as well. So as we get into the second round, the, let me read through it real quick, or maybe y'all can talk while I read through it. I, I can't remember what happens if we reseed in the second round or not now. That is interesting. If So let's take, for example, again, that Jackson finishes one, I finish eight. He swaps me out with the number two seed, and I lose, I would theoretically should be in the last place game. I wouldn't be taking the two seed in their side of the, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I think that I, I, I thinking talking about it makes it confusing, but I feel like, I feel like you'd have to reseed going into the, so you actually don't reseed. Uh, no, that's why we did is we wanted the first place team to be able to do that. They get to control. Obviously, it's fantasy football. It's a lot of power for that number one seed. Well, it's a long season, too, and we wanted to, you know, without short of giving them a bye, um, you know, the playoffs are three weeks versus a 13-week regular season. So that was the thought process, at least. I mean, it's always up for debate at the summit, but that's what it is. So what happens is the in the first round, you're going to have eight teams in the playoffs. The four teams that lose, so let's say the number two seed loses, the number four the number six and the number eight. What will happen then is we will reseed where the highest seed plays the lowest seed going into the playoffs. 
So that is irregardless of where that got swapped to because we're creating a whole other bracket. Y'all follow me on that? Mm -hmm. That yeah. makes sense. That's the only reseeding is in the losers bracket because then you're starting you start to play for fifth and sixth place at that point and seventh and eighth. Right. So then yep. the two winners of that round in the losers bracket would play for five and six in the championship week. Correct. The losers who would lost two who would have essentially lost two games in the winner, the original winners bracket would be playing for seven and eight. See what I like about the way Joey proposed this rule change is there's there's a lot more interest in beyond week 14 for the teams that lose. So there's a lot at stake for, I mean, a lot. What is it, $10? There's actual money at stake for the 7th and 8th ga- eighth place game. Yeah, $10. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> it's something more than 8th. <laughs> eight, eight. It's more than what we, almost more than what we made on our podcast. So it's a lot of money to me. And... I would, I would love it, uh, but it, it, it incentivizes people to finish out every week. I almost yep. think I would rather, thinking about how how much power we've given to the number one seed, even though no one's enacted the full strength of it yet, the full power, I would say, since we're doing these new payouts, I'd almost say let's figure out a way to pay out something to the number one overall seed as a reward for getting that. And then take take away the the swapping of moving around things, so it makes it easy. It's just a clean one versus eight, two versus seven, yada yada. And then you get paid out. So your reward is, hey, you finished first overall. You're gonna get fifty bucks. So there's an incentive to winning the season. That's nah, just a thought. Yeah, I think you probably get support for that if you propose it. Just a thought. Yeah, at, at- at EZ's next uh, next summit. Yeah, a majority vote of three people. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. The three of us. <laughs> the three of us and my dad. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And, and, the, I, and, and the kid. And the kid. I did I did get that uh, family's information, and I'm going to invite him back. So oh, are you? That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all watch football on Thanksgiving? Uh, Yeah. My teams blew up, so yes, I was loving it. Deshaun oh, Watson right. was ridiculous, and so that Washington football team versus the Cowboys game was pretty comical uh, because I was following on my phone, and by the time I got in front of a TV, because it was a pretty tight game, and then by the time I got in front of the TV and turned it on, it was like, wait, they're up by like 20. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, the fourth quarter, they just uh, let it go. Oh, I feel like I I feel like the first play I saw was the Gibson like 30-yard touchdown run and at that point he'd already had a heck of a game so I was like this is just icing on the cake. And then like the next offensive play was was uh uh Dalton throwing the pick six or whatever. And it happened yeah. so fast. I was like, "Wait, this is a runaway. This game is over." And yeah, Mike, exactly. Mike was, I think, saying something in the group meeting. Remember when it was a four-point game like 30 seconds ago? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a, that is so true. So true. So, uh, so a few other things. Uh, the Broncos uh, scored a field goal without a quarterback. Did you like their fun fact of, of their uh, completion percentage or how many passes they completed? <laughs> Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. The quarterback Hinton went one for nine, I think. Oh, 
you could combine the Saints quarterback in that equation, and was it like the fewest completions ever in a game, or what? It it set football back, offensive football back a long ways. It was rough to watch. Of course, someone I, I, told me I, I read somewhere that the that the uh, Broncos had more offense in the first quarter than the um, Eagles did in the first quarter, which is funny. And they're like, <laughs> and the Broncos didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, they actually ran the ball okay, especially given the the fact that they literally had no other option and it's like, Hey, they're going to run the ball. The first snap at quarterback. That was a funny, that was the other funny fact about it was this guy Hinton was named the starting quarterback, but the actual starting quarterback was Philip Lindsay. He took the first snap <laughs> as like a wildcat. <laughs> and it, yeah, the, the Eagles to that point are horrendous to watch. Horrendous. They are. Like, you want to talk about a bad quarterback contract? Go look at that one. That's not yeah. aging well at all. I mean, what happened to Carson Wentz? He was good for a while. He was an MVP candidate there before he got hurt that one year. I know. I think it's a, com- I think it's a combination of the offensive line is not what it used to be, and then the receivers are just not explosive playmakers at all. Like, Alshon Jeffrey looks so slow. And he was waiting for him to get open. <laughs> and it looked like an old man out there running. And then Carson Wentz just just looks so not confident right now throwing the ball. He's throwing it all weird. And he's trying to do the moon ball. And then he's trying to do like he's putting. I don't know. It, he doesn't look like the same Carson Wentz at all. So it's a lot of different factors. But at the end of the day, you that they, they don't have as they should win this division. That is, they have the most complete team, theoretically, based off of injuries and, like, the most uh, continuity. And they're, it's, it's, I think it's going to be Washington or New York. I really do. I don't think the Cowboys are going to do it. No, I don't either. And I, the Eagles defense is good, but there's only so much you can do, you know? Four wins. That's what the division leader has. Ugh. Yeah, I would hate to be in a division like that. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, I guess you saw the Patriots beat the Cardinals, which was sad for me. And Kyler Murray had his worst game by far. So, he scored like six fantasy points. So were you able? Were you able to watch that game at all? Because I don't think it was uh, on. Yeah, I watched part of it on uh, what, Red Zone. What so was I, going I on with Kyler? Game. He's hurt. Is it shoulder? Yeah. Yeah, he he jammed his shoulder, did something to it. It was uh, last week. Yeah. But but I also think, I mean, I know the Patriots aren't the same team, but Belichick's still Belichick. And so I feel like, I feel like in a situation like that, Belichick knows how to, how to, from a defensive side of things, knows how to control and take away Kyler's reads and looks and, you know, I think Kyler was intentionally, you could kind of tell he was either coached or just was, was afraid to run with it as much. So he didn't, his rush yards were, were not even close to what they had been in the previous few games. So I heard, I heard someone on, I think it was the NFL network break down the defensive strategy that Belichick did. So instead of double teaming like a receiver, like they normally do and taking them out of the game, they would double spy Kyler. 
So instead of having one yeah. spy in the center, like if it makes sense, if Kyler's faster than your middle linebacker, it doesn't matter if you're spying him, he'll just outrun him. But if you have him kind of bracketed in, then Kyler probably thought twice and it, that little hesitation gave him everything they needed to, to get the advantage. It's pretty brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's very brilliant. It's so simple, but we, it's, it makes all the difference in the world. We also had the uh, highest fantasy scorer uh, of the year this past week. Uh, yeah, we almost had we we had to check the records. Were y'all watching that at all live? I was watching it, and it was it it, it the way that it was going down with Tyreek Hill. I did. I really thought they joked about it. Tony Romo was like, "Yeah, he's on pace for a thousand yards." He. <laughs> he could have gotten it, I think. I think if they really tried to do it and just were trying to be a video game, like Tyreek was open all the time. And Patrick Mahomes could just put the ball wherever. I don't understand why they don't just continue to do that. I mean, really. What is his nickname again? He has a nickname, Tyreek Hill. Have you all heard it? The Cheetah? What... Huh? The Cheetah? No, it's something like, I don't know. Something about how fast he is, and I forgot what it was. He's, I've heard several people call him that, but I some forgot kind of like, what it was. Some kind of like wild animal, like a cat? Yeah, 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 something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's fast. He's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, he had over 200 yards in the first quarter, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was. Or, clo- or it, close no, to 200? No, it was just over 200 in the first quarter. Yeah. That's that's why Romo goes. You made the joke about a thousand yards, but literally he's on pace for eight hundred yards this game after the after one quarter. It, what he only ended up with like uh, only, but he only had like sixty more yards, right, or something like that the rest yeah, of the yeah. game. He two sixty nine. Yeah, which is I'll, I'll take I'll take two hundred yards in the first quarter and sixty nine the rest of the game any time. But it just felt like it honestly was like how I made the joke too. I was like, are we gonna have our first hundred point scorer? Uh, yeah. what did what did Peyton have? Seventy something. He almost broke Peyton Manning's yeah. record. Yeah, it was in the seventies. Which makes sense that a quarterback would do it because they have the ball in their hand every time and they're connected to pretty much any touchdown that they want to be right. But Tyreek was literally the offense for the Chiefs. He just was everywhere. <laughs> then he did he did that backflip, which he almost hurt himself on. I feel like, but he was doing backflips in the first quarter. <laughs> That tells you everything you need to know. And, and with all that, they barely won. Yeah, it was weird second half. I, it looked like the Chiefs were just kind of playing with their food, and they weren't yeah. really like like they didn't put their they didn't finish them off. It was very odd. I was like, just keep going. I don't know. Yeah, DK had a good week though. Oh, who's that? Man, he's good. Hey, Stewart, who would you rather have, DK Metcalf or Josh Jacobs? Asking for a friend. I, I, I'll ask David in a second. He just had his first Josh Jacobs experience. It's not even yeah. Jacobs' fault. It really isn't. He still looks good out there. The The Raiders' offense just sucks sometimes, and it's all because of Derek Carr. Yeah. Just telling you, man. Yeah. They're different. Yeah, they're different players. Who's had more single-digit games since the trade? Um, I don't know who's had more points. <laughs> it's pretty close, actually. Really? 
Yeah, I mean, Jacobs has a 32-point game in there. That helps him. And it's actually not that far off, but, yeah, you'd rather have DK to answer the question. Yeah. Oh, okay. DK's good. Hey, Josh Jacobs is on the block, guys. Y'all want him? <laughs> oh, yeah, my gosh. It, it It's maddening to own a guy with that much talent that doesn't get the I know, look. He got hurt this past week. Well, that's another thing about him. He does get dinged up, man. And it's not, I mean, it's not enough to, like, take him out the next week. It's just enough to, like, ruin his game. Yeah. What about, speaking of receivers, how do you guys, what do you guys think of A.J. Brown? He's pretty good. Who are you keeping next year, Jonathan? Oh. You're going to keep Gibson? If they've got initials for their first name, they're my keeper. Man, you're not going to keep Gibson, huh? Wow. I, I think next year my team name is going to be Decadge. Decadge. <laughs> <laughs> he's a top six running back on the year now. Decadge met Brown. I don't want us to. I don't want us to forget uh, the fantastic game that uh, my boy Derrick Henry had. Yeah, that was. Is he going to be the number one running back, or is he already the number one running back? No, he's. Uh, I think he's two. He will be after this week, I think. Because I don't think anybody who was ahead of him, who was the number one running back before. Dalvin. Yeah, Dalvin. Yeah. So how how big a lead did Dalvin had because have because uh, he did not have a good week. Well, let me. Do they are have they already updated this? Do we know? I don't think they do it till tomorrow. Oh well. Let's see. Maybe. I think Dalvin's still gonna be number one because he he was over three points per game more. Yeah, I think they did update it, Stuart. I don't. They do it kind of at weird times. It's not like a overnight thing. They'll just kind of do it. Yeah, because Dalvin was around thirty points per game. Now he's down at twenty-seven. Yeah. Okay. He's still quite a bit. Who do you think's gonna finish ahead, Dalvin or Derrick Henry? Because oh. I I put my money on Derrick Henry. I would say, uh, Delvin, I think, is hurt, or someone, what is up with him? Which see. is, enough, I mean, again, it's, that's... A brief spell with an ankle injury. That's what he's done yeah. in his career. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who's a better running back, Nick Chubb, when your matchup, Stuart, Nick Chubb or Derrick Henry? Yeah, I mean, Chubb looked amazing. I heard a stat that Chubb's had the most runs of over 25, 20 yards this year. And he's he missed five or six games. Yeah, his average is really high. So is I mean that's why Dalvin Cook is by far and away because Cook missed a game. How many hundred yards game? So Nick Chubb has played one two. He's played seven games, and he has five games over hundred yards of those seven. I know Henry has a bunch of hundred yard games too. Obviously, he's yeah. one or two at the so. Point. So quarterbacks uh, on this or uh, running backs for the season average, McCaffrey's number one at almost thirty points, twenty nine point eight. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Kamara, and then Chubb is uh, four. Okay, no okay. five. He's five. Yeah. And then James Robinson, who we haven't even talked about at, on any of these podcasts. Sneaky. But that, that that guy is amazing. It. Yeah. I David, I don't know if you heard it on the other podcast, but he has a stranglehold on that uh, 
on the running back carries for Jacksonville. He's getting like 90 something percent of the touches where like that doesn't even happen with Derrick Henry. Like the only other person it happens with is Christian McCaffrey. And it's just amazing. And and he's been good with them. Like, it's not like he's super inefficient. He's been good. But yeah, yeah, to your point, I've, I've paid zero attention to Jacksonville this year. (laughs) I've had no interest in watching Jacksonville play. So I've never really thought about bringing up James Robinson, but he has been, he's been, he was a waiver wire ad, right? I don't think Preston. Yeah, he was picked up the, before the first week of the season by Preston. Okay, so, they, but he was undrafted. It was after the draft. They dropped, they cut Fournette, and um, it was just a shot on him. I almost picked him up because no one else did, and that, but I didn't want to drop, I don't know, whoever I had on my bench, my last spot. And there was, um, who's the the pass catching back for them that that didn't pan out. Chris Thompson. There was rumors that he would kind of yep. play a bigger role. He did nothing. So Yeah, if you look at Robinson, he's gotten better as the year has gone on, which is weird for a rookie. I mean, that's the other kind of anomaly that isn't necessarily true. But, yeah, they, they trust him. And it's weird because he, that offense isn't that great, but he's been great. No, the offense has he would, gotten worse, you could argue. He was uh, undrafted in the NFL, too, which is crazy. Yeah, where did he go to college? At some small school, but he carried the rock a ton in college. Really? There's yeah. something There's something about that, man, because David Johnson was like that, and I don't know if that means he's going to like fall off a cliff like David Johnson, but you got these guys that go to... He had like 6,000 yards in college. <laughs> small guy, went to a local the local college and was undrafted. Philip Lindsay was kind of in that same boat, undrafted to a thousand yard rusher. Okay, so he had six Tyreek Hill games in college. Got it. Yeah, Illinois State <laughs> is where James yeah, Robinson went to school. Right. The Salukis. That's Illinois no. State. No, Illinois State Redbirds. Wait, who are the Salukis? Southern Illinois. Uh, it's uh, it's Illinois. No, that's that's the univer- Isn't that the University of Illinois? No, that's the Illini. Oh, yeah, that is the Illini. You sure it's not the Salukis? I thought it, it was... says Illinois State Redbirds football team. No, it's like Unless... Southern or Northern Illinois. It's one of the two. Okay. I, I know which logo you're talking about. Yeah. The Salukis. Salukis. <laughs> I don't even know what a Saluki is. I don't either. It's it's a it's an athlete that plays in Illinois somewhere. It's Southern, Southern, Southern Illinois. The Southern Illinois, Illinois Salukis. And it's a, a, a Saluki's a dog. They, uh, they had a famous running back come through there a while ago. Y'all remember who that was? Uh, Southern Illinois running back? Kenyon Anderson. I don't know. Do you know? Uh, or are you looking it up? I can't remember off the top of my head, and maybe maybe I'm making this up altogether. <laughs> I thought it was a basketball team that I. The only reason I know about them was because of March Madness. I feel like they made like a semi-impressive run in the March Madness. It wasn't even like they made it the Sweet Sixteen or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'll look it up while y'all. Fun fact. Yeah. What else, Stuart? What else did you gather from the Thanksgiving? Like, what's weird is that we just finished. The, the last game and it's almost a week later <laughs> it's weird to think yeah, that, 
this is the same week that the Texans and Lions played a game, which felt like forever ago. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's what I was thinking of. Brandon Jacobs. You remember him? Oh, my. For the Giants? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he went there. That's who I was. He They've was... had quite a few guys get drafted, but that was the guy I was thinking of. Brandon Jay, he was a big boy. Yeah, I feel like, like Derrick Henry was comp to him in some regard. And they were way wrong. Derrick Henry's way better than that guy ever was. But he won a Super Bowl, I believe, with the Giants. I think so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think he was there the year that the that they beat the Patriots, wasn't he? Oh seven? Well they I that's the only he that's Yeah, the, he was drafted in 05. The Giants beat him twice, so It was the 07. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The Salukis. All right, cool. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's... Who, who would have thought we would have been talking about them? Yeah. James Robinson or uh, Brandon Jacobs? Who you pick? <laughs> James Robinson, all the way. <laughs> Let me know when James Robinson wins the Super Bowl. Hey, guys, I, I play Preston next week, and James Robinson, he's projected for 20 points. Is he going to hit it? Ooh, who are they playing? Uh, let's see. Who are they playing? Oh, I'll look it up here. Uh, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, he's going to do it. At Minnesota. It's a runoff, man. Who's going to have more yards, Cook or Robinson? <laughs> yes, Cook should. That, uh, I think the Vikings, I think it was the Vikings, were down like the whole game and, and came back and won. At the last minute. The yeah, last with minute. Cook having a bad game. Well, partly because Cook had a bad game. And I don't know if he got hurt yeah. or what. You, I, you said he I got hurt. I forgot who they put. Were they playing uh, Jack? Car- Carolina. They playing Jackson. Oh, Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, they don't usually do back-to-backs in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> home, should, a home at home. Should, yeah, they should do that. <laughs> I mean, especially, that was- especially non-divisional teams. <laughs> for him because there's only I think five teams in the NF- NFC with winning football records. Really? Yeah, you got Green Bay's eight, eight and three. You've got New Orleans nine and two. Seattle eight and three. Tampa Bay seven and five. The Rams are seven and four. What are the oh, Arizona six and five? That's it. Everybody uh, else has losing records. The Niners are five and six. Yep. Minnesota's five and six. Chicago's five and six. Giants, Washington, four and seven. Detroit, four and seven. I really, mo- I really modeled my team after the NFC East, so that that's who I'll look to. Washington's four and seven. I ride with them. <laughs> are y'all really are okay? David's the only one that can answer this because Stewart's in the playoffs. David, are you going to be yeah. pretty mad if I make it? Uh, I'm less mad about you making it because I don't think I think your team has been better than your record. Yeah. What if I Lewis think, makes uh, it? Huh? What if Lewis makes it? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'll be mad too. That... I'd be, I I am curious to see I Stewart's updated big board at the end of the year after the regular season if we were to apply a one win total to the top six of every week. Sure. What that would have looked like. Um. Because you would definitely be in by that metric. Yeah. Um, I don't think so, Joey would make it. I think Joey would be out of the playoffs. Yeah. So, jo- Joey, so Joey or Mike, one of the two. So I did um, 
update the big board as much as as much as I could. I haven't done all of the totals yet, but I've plugged in all the scores. But I did update, and I could send this out uh, maybe after we send out the podcast. But um, the head-to-head matchups, mm-hmm. I I updated all of those through <laughs> week twelve. What have you been doing uh, with your life? I, you know, it, it's you one tra- of those. Are you trying to earn your commissioner status, or are we getting to? Are we getting hey, ahead of ourselves? Hey. We, yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's something because I, I I just love this league and I'm so dedicated to it. That I to, I, so I'm foregoing my job and time with my family. Yeah, sorry, Allison. So, we're I'm no longer employed. I'm focusing on this thing that you think is completely fake. So, what I did, obviously, y- y'all saw that before, but I totaled all of the wins and losses of every head-to-head matchup for each person, and then did a, a, a total, like, wins and losses. And so, um, guess who's at the bottom? Well, I, yeah, Lewis. Lewis. Lewis, at 30 and 102. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I lost to him, and I'm gonna lose to him again next week. So, so there was only, there ah! was only 30 possible wins for him on the season, and he somehow has found. Yeah, he's beaten all the right teams. He's beaten me yeah. and Daniel, and he's, he's gonna. Found three of them. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, it is. I mean, it makes amazing. sense given our records and where we've right. been, but. The way that he did it too, it's not like we had terrible scores. He smashed me and Daniel in our matchups. Like he had, he had really high scores, and it's like, where did this come from? Uh, what that one doesn't show, Stuart, that I, I guess I'd be interested in, and I'm not asking you to do this. No, do it. Drop everything is, and do it. Is the, is the one? Okay, I'll do it. Is is what we kind of talked about earlier, where you get one win for being in the top six and scoring. Just to kind of level some of that off a little bit, and then you get one win for your opponent, so you still have the opponent component, the the scheduling component of it, and that'll affect seating ultimately. Yeah. Um, no, I, I can. I, that that would be easy to add in. I could do that with the uh, with the big board. For I sure. can. I can tell you who all would get an extra loss this week. So Daniel, David, Jackson, Lewis, Mike, and Ryan would all have an extra loss. On the week, right? We would have went zero and two, or some of us would have. I would have went zero and two. So right. Went one. Mike Staffel would have went one and one. Correct. Right. So he gets one because he he got a good matchup and he beat that matchup, so he gets credit for that. But relative to the league, so because we all have it where we have a really good week and we're all like, oh, I want to lead the league. You, you could do that, but instead of lead the league, it's oh, I got to get to top six. Right. You and you. There would be a little bit of maybe of a different strategy because there's a win to be gained by something like that, meaning you might play your home run pick just so you can go get a win for the week. Or there's something to be said, too. I mean, so it might change strategy, but, I mean, I'd be interested more than anything. And then we can talk about it later. I, I don't mind it because if any – it doesn't – it doesn't uh, – it only appropriates – it adds the correct value to your team. It's not like it's 
a cheap right. way to get a win. Like no one can deny that you just drew the short straw in the schedule. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. And especially if we're breaking up the money differently too. I think it's so this is my thoughts. We can talk about more at Summit, but I yeah. would I would probably be interested in it, not only because of this year, but just as a general so Well, I'll take I'll take off of work tomorrow and work on that. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, you only have you only have to, ten more days of this type of work until we have actually a vote for another commissioner. So, just make sure you lock your hours there. Oh man, I didn't know that was coming up. Yeah, this must be a contract season for for Stewart. I've never seen him work so hard <laughs> in my life on anything. That's so true. <laughs> so true. So, um, any guess who has the best record? You. No. I'm going to I'm going to say my dad. It would be me. Dang it. Yeah. Is it You've just been consistent, Stuart? Your variance isn't as high as most teams, but you what your average score is is probably close to 160, I would imagine. Jonathan Yeah, I'm Jonathan's the exact same, but his but average score is My ceiling's high. lower. Yeah. Right. With the exception of this past week, he's been pretty consistent. Me, I've been all over the map. I've had the most two hundred point games this year. <laughs> That's what's yeah. weird. Is you've had two two hundred so, point games. Right. So, so I am I am ninety one forty and one, and I don't have a losing record against anybody. Um, my worst record is against Mike Searles, who I'm six and six against. But I've say, improved everywhere season. else. Where I'm, I'm eight and four, seven and five, nine, two and one, uh, ten and two, ten and two. Man, so, that tie just sticks uh, with you, doesn't it? Gosh, no <laughs> kidding. So then it goes. So here, here's the top. I'll just read through them all really quick. So I'm number one. Jackson read, is number. Read the wins number, behind him too. Just the wins. Okay, Jackson is number two with 86 wins. Uh, Jonathan is number three. With 77 wins. Yeah, see, I would benefit the most from that system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mike but, Searles. Like I, said, uh, I think you've had a better team than your record. I know. Yeah. yeah I, and that's part of why, I going through all of this, that's why I said I wouldn't want to play John. Yeah, and that's the other reason why I've been complaining the most in the group, me, and I get flack for it. I'm like, dude, you don't understand what it's like to just sit here and watch all these other teams win. You're like, I would beat half these teams. Get out of here. <laughs> So, uh, Mike Searles is number four. Wow. David uh, with 73 wins. David, you're number five with 71 wins. And Senior is number six with 67 wins. Who is four? And then uh, Mike Searles. Oh, so, it goes Stuart, J- Jackson, Jonathan, Mike Searles, David, and Senior. And Senior's at 67 and fi- uh, 65. And then we move into uh, – sub 500 that's how that should work theoretically right like once you get to the bottom half of the league it flips okay right yeah so joey is 64 67 and one mike staffel 64 and 68 creston is right behind him 63 and 69 and then ryan is 57 and 75 daniel 44 and 88 and lewis 30 and 102. You know what I'd like to see is that those standings compare it to our power rankings. That's what I'd like oh, to see. Oh yeah. Cuz I bet you yeah. 
some of us were closer on where some of us belonged all season, and you guys kept throwing me down at the bottom. Like like me at number nine the last time we did this? Yeah, that's I remember that. (laughs) That was out of spite and out of joy (laughs) that you lost. Oh, that you tied, which felt like a loss to me. You had a win and you did not win, so therefore you lost. Gosh, that's so true. Yeah, that was the that's how it feels. That was my one emotional power ranking all year. Okay. So, uh, Jonathan, who would you say that you uh, are the best against? Have the best record? Um, Daniel. You're tied, D- Daniel and Lewis. You're both nine and three. Who would you say your worst is? Uh, you. I've actually. Well, it's either you or Jackson. Yeah, you're four and eight against me and five and seven against Jackson. Those are your two worst. Those are your only two sub uh, losing records is well, to me and to Jackson. That's, that's the funny thing because every time you've made the argument that you had a worse schedule than me, I couldn't argue because you always had a better score than me, it, it felt like, and then you always had a higher I, – I mean, you would lose, but maybe yeah. I'd have a higher points against. It was just a weird – Coincidence of yeah. things happening. I think that what that shows is what I was saying is y'all's consistency is probably maybe top three, both of y'all. Yeah. Stewart's been at a higher number. Which yeah. Number one. And then you start to get uh, into the variance of it all. David, yeah. who would you say? Who would you say you're best against? Best score. Uh, Lewis or Daniel? Lewis, you're nine and three, and then Daniel and Ryan, you're eight and four against. Um. Who would you say you're? Who who are you worst worst against? Uh, probably you as well. Yeah, you're four and eight against me. Uh, you're five and seven against Jonathan, and you're five and seven against Mike Searles. Great, David beat me with a two hundred point week. (laughs) Yeah, I was looking this week. I was just gonna say you're six and six against. Staffel Jackson and your and your dad. Yeah, all my loss. If if we were in a true tiebreaker situation, my losses were bad because they were against all the middle teams, <laughs> and all yeah. my wins were against the Jacksons of the world. Um, which I looked at my Jackson win. Jackson's lowest score on the year was against me, in which and then. The least amount of points scored against Jackson from a, in, any individual matchup was me. So the week he had the lowest, I just happened to have the lowest score he saw all year. It just happened to be his lowest all year, too. And so it just kind of speaks to the... Yeah, that's what happened with me and Joey. It's scheduling. So that's why I think I think most... And I don't, I'm curious what y'all think. I think most people would probably be on board with some form of reward for a top six. I think it would kind of be fun, personally, because... Because we all do it where we're like, Jonathan did this week. I'm going to join the 200. Oh. I'm going to get to the Oh, yeah. But you do that, right? Because it's like we live in a more, more, more world. Something, it's something to aim for because it's like I'm beating Daniel by 100. What? Why do it's I like, care? It's like when you have over 200 and when you're in 215, you're projected for 230. You're like, man. I set the record. I want to set the record. Yeah. yeah. It's like, man, what's wrong with just getting 190 when no one else does it? So... <laughs> But the top six would do that, though, because there is a, a reward for that. So, Yeah, I think it's a really I'm, – I'm excited to 
to go in and, and add that in because I think well, that would be a really interesting to see. Yeah, what I'm curious about too is we're I mean we're gonna have this year where one of the division winners from a and this might not change if we change this rule we're talking about, but where you do have a division you had a team with a better record it's gonna be Preston or me one of the two yeah versus whoever wins in the Jonathan Lewis matchup um, that didn't get in how y'all feel about divisions moving forward too I I I am all for the suggestion that. It, if you think about it this way, um, the division winner doesn't necessarily need to be granted a playoff spot. If you happen to fall in a weak division, there's a reward. You played the worst teams twice each already. So there's your reward. You got an easier schedule in theory. And that's your advantage. After that, it's 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 every every everything kind of falls evenly across the board. I just think that that would be, it, it would avoid a situation like what we're experiencing now. Now it is frustrating to go through and look at these numbers and then go, Oh great. I'm three and eight. And I should be like five and uh, yeah. five and six right now or whatever. And it doesn't matter. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that you could make the argument, just forget the division, forget the guaranteed playoff, just allow your divisions to occur and allow that to be your schedule. And if you happen to have the weakest division, congratulations, there's your there's your prize. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The more I mean, I was kind of joking about it last time about Jonathan making the playoffs and me wanting to change it. But <laughs> the more I thought about it, you know, it really it it helps. I think that it's happening in the NFL this year too. Yeah, just because it, it just it it is it's how the NFL works, and so. And one of the things we've we've tried to hold to, I feel like, is to keep it as much like the NFL uh, as we can, right? In a in a fantasy football league. So, but I can't I, wait I'm to kind of, see. I can't wait to see how Goodell handles pressure or the the perception of what if a. I mean, it looks like a five and eleven team is going to win the NFC East. Like, are you yeah. really going to have that team in the playoffs? And some fan base that's got a winning record is sitting outside the playoffs because of the way that you have these arbitrary divisions kind of set up. Like, you know it going in, right? So my argument is everyone knows the rules. It's not like it's an unfair thing. For the record, I wouldn't change it. Not based on this either. I think it's... It it gives some sense of rivalry. There's some strategic components too because are you going to make a trade with someone in your division who you might have to go see? Um, Yeah. I think if I was if I was missing the playoffs this year and Jonathan was making it, I would probably feel differently. Yeah. But since I'm in, I'm like, but but I really do. I mean, I do. I think that it it's our divisions are arbitrary. But like you just said, the NFL's divisions are arbitrary too. Like the fact that we're in the Dallas is in a, a league in a division with New York and Washington D.C. It's like a, a Philadelphia. Yeah, that doesn't sense. make sense. Yeah, the Patriots got in a division with Buffalo, Miami, and uh, somebody else for the longest time, and they couldn't uh, they couldn't field the roster. That's so perfect yeah. that you couldn't name the Jets. That is so great. <laughs> that's that's the best way to describe somebody else. <laughs> uh, now, I mean, I think the perfect person to ask this question to right now is Ryan. Ryan's five and six. He's gonna finish with a better record than either myself, or at the very worst, he'll tie it. You saw Ryan tonight. 
uh right we were geeked up about the game because we're like this could this could really because i showed him the scenario that if he wins what's gonna happen and we were both just kind of like oh my gosh benny still every time he touched the ball we're like go go but it didn't i mean he uh he had to leave well i basically made him leave out of client meeting uh right at the end of that (laughs) i said i said hey i got people showing up at 4 30 and i can't just be watching the NFL game. Unbelievable. It was three ladies. If it was guys, I'd have been like, just stick around, let's watch this, finish this game, and then we'll meet. But they didn't care about the NFL, so But no, hey, look, Ryan Ryan was a good sport about it. I think he knew that he had a he was already talking about trading his team, so Yeah, I, I talked to Ryan a lot. He he said he was looking to shop Chris uh Chris Thielen and uh Yeah, Adam Carson. <laughs> Adam Carson <laughs> Devontae Carson, Adam Carson. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can mix all their names up. Hey, what do y'all think is going to happen here? We got our playoff, or I mean our uh, trade deadline. It's December the 9th at 10 p.m., I believe, if I'm recalling that correctly at the time. So it'd be uh, not this upcoming, or so two weeks from now at 10 o'clock. On a Wednesday. Correct. Yeah. Uh, let me make sure 10 o'clock's right since we're... Uh, well, it's... it you. You said a time that wasn't crazy, so you didn't have to stay up until midnight every <laughs> to do this. I've, yeah, I've done this. I've done that. <laughs> and I feel like we've left enough time. I mean, if you don't know if you want to trade by now, it's kind of whatever. And so Joey and I were talking about this, and I talked about this with Preston. I talked about this with Ryan and some other some of y'all too. It's like I really like 10 p.m. It's I like this 10 p.m. I like this new setup where you're incentivized to play this out. But you can still, Daniel, I think Daniel and I talked about it too. I mean, Daniel made the argument and I made the argument too. Is like, there's not much difference between the fourth place odds and the first place odds. We've seen that go all the way up. So you could still say, I'm blowing up my team. I don't care. And well, I, whatever. I think I'm Ryan, so. What's that? I can tell you, if I miss the playoffs, I'm selling everybody on my team and it's going to be an arms race for whoever wants it. So I guess my kind of question is, do you all kind of see people loading up? Because I will literally get a. I got rid of Lev Bell last year for you could say pennies, a fourth round pick. I'm gonna do that again. So buyer beware, right? The so it did work for it worked for your dad when he bought uh, Travis Kelsey. I think that was who he I bought. Preston got to the championship last year. He made some moves at the trade deadline. Yeah, he bought Julio Jones, and he ended up keeping him. So that worked out. Your dad won, so that worked out. Joey, I, I bought I bought somebody this week. You yeah, jo- let me. We'll get to that. But Joey, Joey bought or bought Joey Lamar Jackson, and it yeah, didn't work out well up. for him. It's in fact hurt no. him this year. Hurt him this year, and he should have kept Derrick Henry. Looking back at it, right? Because that's who he traded. Or no, he got. He ended up getting Henry out of the trade. Is that right? Or did he already have Henry? Oh, uh, I don't remember. He had I Henry think, going. I did, yeah, I didn't give him Henry, so I think he had. But I, th- I think the point is he traded so much for Lamar that he felt like he had to keep him. And he kind of thought he was getting Lamar Jackson from last year, which was yeah. buyer beware there. So I don't know. I think you've seen example. It's a risk you have to take into account. It doesn't always work out, and you pay a hefty price. I don't like not. I don't like trading my picks anymore. It's screwed me the past few years, and this – this this past draft, I've had the most picks I've had in a long time, and this is the best team I've had in a while. Even though I'm three and eight, I'll be four and eight. But I don't know, man. I don't. I, basically, so, there will be a buyer out there. I can tell you, it won't be me. I'll say that. 
<laughs> you did buy Austin Eckler, though. I'd love to hear about your how you crafted that trade. Yeah, I'm feeling. Uh, I might. I might be buying more players too. We'll have to see. I don't. Well, you're in, so you at least know you can take that risk. That's right. Yeah, I. Um, I. I wanted Eckler. I wanted Eckler before he even came back, um, and Daniel was offering me uh, uh, Eckler for one of my lower lower round picks, and I wasn't really enthused about doing that. And so I'd remembered the pick, <laughs> uh, the protected picks, and all that kind of stuff that David and Preston did, and so I was like. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna propose something a little crazy. So I propose the if I win the championship, you get my first round. I get your fifth round. Or he's the one who threw it threw that in because I said uh, if if I win, you can have my first round. If I lose, I'll give you my fifth round. And he ca- and he came back with okay. I'll I'll give you my you give me your first and I'll give you my fifth if you win or uh you give me your fourth that's a little confusing but <laughs> uh, <laughs> so essentially he was he was wanting uh if i lost he wasn't wanting my fifth round he was wanting my fourth round so he would be willing to to give up his fifth round <laughs> if i won so it's interesting it's kind of a fun i mean i don't think we've ever done that before so it's kind of fun cuz now daniel is uh he has a rooting interest rooting. in you. He's rooting. I've got a fan base now. Well, and Jeff, no, for, never had. For that's Dan, why you really did the trade is because after last week's podcast, you just <laughs> felt so in the dark that you had to go trade. With, you had to force someone to trade with you so they could cheer for you, just to be my friend. Yeah. yeah. Look for Daniel in this trade. There's no downside except for having to root for you. Uh, he gets someone for Eckler who he was never going to keep, and. I mean, he's got other keeper-worthy players, so it, I think it's a good trade for Daniel. It could be a great trade for you. I thought you would make a move for a receiver before you make a move for a running back, but yeah, and and I may still make a move for a receiver. My my thinking, and this is the way it's been for a while, is uh, Mike Davis's time is done soon, and so he's going to be out of my out of my uh, running back spot or my flex spot. And I prefer, if I can, to have a running back in my flex rather than a receiver. And oh, so, I'm the opposite. Um, I really? want I want big play receivers. That's all. I want as many receivers as I can get, and then I'll I'll figure out some guy at the running back position to get me 15 points. But receivers, unless you're Derek, I mean Derek Henry and those guys that are at the cream of the crop at running back are a different story. But I'm like Austin Eckler who catches the ball a lot. I mean, you could argue. He's yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And I think I think Eckler, although he was doing good early in the season as well, but I think Eckler with Herbert is a totally different animal than Eckler with Tyrod. So there's an upgrade there yeah. for sure. I thought it was an excellent trade for you, Stewart. Uh, I I was a fan of the trade. I thought it was so ridiculous. <laughs> so naturally, I liked it. <laughs> yes. The more yes. complicated, the better for David. Oh, for sure. I'm just glad that y'all are getting creative out there. So I do. Uh, you know, he had to. 
you had to get someone to root for you. Is... So I really know the true, true meaning of this trade for you. But uh, yes, Eckler's yes. good, man. He's uh, he catches a lot of balls. He's he's actually a good running back too. Um, I, just, and I, think, I don't feel like I've watched him a whole lot, so that's part of it. And he was on Hard Knocks. I remember seeing him on Hard Knocks. A couple things from Hard Knocks that I wish I would have applied to my draft strategy from watching it. And I told some of y'all some of this after watching it. I was like, Keenan Allen is amazing. If he ever got a quarterback, he could be one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the league, because he's just that good. He's so good at running routes. He can catch. He catches everything. And you kind of see that with Herbert now. The other thing I said is, Herbert is going to be really good. There was a drill where he was throwing through the, like, these like hoops from like forty yards away, and you could just tell like him versus Tyrod. It wasn't even a comparison. He just wasn't a leader. That was the difference. But I wish I would have drafted both of them. And I, and I didn't draft Keenan because he had Tyrod, right? And then you know you get lucky. You Tyrod, Tyrod to me feels like he's going to be a great coach, and just like that's what he's called to do. Because apparently he. Apparently, he controls the room and leads well, yeah. and everyone wants to run through a wall for him. But it's like, then you watch him throw the football, and you're like, this is what we got here. <laughs> this guy yeah. is, he's not the best quarterback. He's just. That's the only reason he was the starter is because of that leadership. Herbert was so quiet in camp, you didn't even know he like said anything. He didn't even know his mouth worked. And it's like, <laughs> so it's funny to see all that play out. Um, but the third thing from Hard Knocks that I wanted to say is Austin Eckler. He looks like a miniature version of DK Metcalf with his out his shirt on. He and looks so, so was, weird in his jersey, though. He looks like it's some done. Like, is it his pads are too big or his helmet doesn't know. fit? I, I literally saw him. Like, wow, he's actually. And then you saw him running. And but you go back to like last year when Melvin Gordon, because I had Melvin Gordon last year, so I, I was kind of paying attention to this. Like on a yards per carry basis, not only does he catch the ball and he's a great receiver. But and he, I think he had like a thousand yards or close to it as a running back for catching the ball last year. He actually averages a pretty good amount of yards per carry, and he's got pretty good vision. It's, you know, it's kind of like this James Robinson. There's just these guys who are better and they fit in the right scheme. So I like the trade, Stewart. I think it could really help you. They've got a really good playoff schedule. Is the thing about it too. That's the other reason I like it. Hmm. The Chargers That's... do, which I'm sure you looked at. <laughs> no. Uh, not, not extensively. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you weren't in the playoffs until uh, today. Yeah. yeah, one week at a time here. Yeah. That's right. I uh, shouldn't get ahead of myself. Um, yeah, so anyway, I, I like the trade, Stuart. So, I am curious, Stuart, you're, with COVID, COVID cases have been picking up. I think that's, nationally, that's been true. We've definitely seen that within the NFL. Look at the... Look how many Ravens had COVID this past week. Yeah, that was Obviously, bad. The Broncos didn't have a, a starting quarterback. Does that affect your strategy as you get into the playoffs at all? And you don't have to reveal your strategy, but it's just something to think about. I think Fab becomes extremely valuable because you need to be able to make more moves than ever. And maybe being prepared to have backups at positions you don't normally, like tight ends and quarterbacks. Um, and maybe even defensive players, you might want to consider having the right defensive player back up like a safety because they're the, they're the most versatile. I don't know. It could be, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like, do you have the, do you take the handcuff who's in the same meetings as the starter 
because you know you have a handcuff in the event they go injured, right? But then now are you out two two players, or do you want to look to diversify? It'll be interesting to see how COVID affects because the the numbers are going up. We'll see if it has an impact, but it it, it could. So it's just it's, it's fun stuff to talk about more than anything. I'm glad they're going up now because I it it puts a focus back on the protocols and people need to be doing these things and hopefully it negates this from by the time the playoffs roll around for us in week 14 and it doesn't become an issue. Because um, it sounds like some of these teams got lax. You know, you had families getting together for Thanksgiving and whatever. So um, hopefully, I know the NFL is cracking down again, but and I think I think they'll finish the season. It'll just be weird. You may have you may have situations like what you just saw with the Ravens occurring every week. <laughs> Who knows? But they're gonna finish. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna stop the season. It looks like. Yeah. Well, Stuart, I before we get into our normal segments, why don't we why don't we give you the floor? Why don't we turn this over to you to share with you? Share with us your thoughts on last week's podcast. What were some notes? What were some takeaways? Highlights, lowlights, whatever you want to talk about. The floor is yours. Okay. Well, I've been waiting for a while for this, so thank you for the floor. Um, a few things. First of all, Jonathan, how dare you have other hosts <laughs> on this show without even consulting us i mean uh, it's like uh you're being cheated on and you're and you're listening to it well so, not well that's that's awkward what specifically it's not incorrect what a perverted yeah. way to look at that unreal yeah that's that's how i felt okay uh so that's the first thing you thought it was going to be a fun surprise. I just uh, was uh, mortified. Let me let me pause you right there. We had such feedback in the group me about how they love the podcast. They love looking forward to it every week as long as it's released on time. Yada yada. We tried to to schedule this virtually, and y'all could not make it work. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna David find. David couldn't make it work. David couldn't. <laughs> All right. Well. If you want to point fingers, but go ahead for, for our, so, yeah, we could not make it work. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, that's the first, that's the first tidbit. Of Got it. I'll, okay. Um, Check. The, the second thing that I would say is I, there were aspects of it that I enjoyed. I did enjoy, David mentioned this. I enjoyed listening and not, not talking. Right. So it, that was a, a nice feature so, in the week of just being able to listen to to some other guys talk about football and talk about our league and things like that so that was really it was really good rare occasion so, uh, i'm 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 definitely open to us having um regular guests i think that would that would really help okay. the podcast and probably help our ratings around <laughs> the world um so that's the first that's the first bit um in regards to the overall podcast. Um, <laughs> I I don't want to pat myself on the back, but uh, go ahead. I was I was just I was so flattered. I was so flattered by um, 
really from start to finish, about 90 minutes, um, there, there wasn't a, a five-minute segment that went by where my name wasn't mentioned in some form or fashion. And so um, it, it's flattering because even though I wasn't always spoken of in the best light, um, there is, there's just an obsession with greatness. And mm. um, you, you could tell that in, in how, how often I was being brought up, that there's just something about Stuart <laughs> that um, people just can't, they can't move past, they can't get over. And it has to do with my fantasy football prowess for years and years in this league of total domination. And so um, it it makes sense that it it really did. It was flattering. I think some of the things that were said, obviously, were were set out of jealousy. And I, I, you know, being at the top of the league for as long as I have, I understand those feelings. I know that it's difficult and it can be frustrating for sure. So I'd like to um, I'd like to make a comparison real quick. You're kind of like LeBron. And you either love him yes. or hate him, but he's always in the conversation. The but king. I'm the king. Well, and that's the other thing. Everyone including yourself thinks he might be the king, but really it's Jordan, who that's me. <laughs> but go ahead. So, um a few things about what Mike said at the beginning. And everyone was chiming in. And I think, Jonathan, you were even agreeing. Oh, I probably was. Here's the deal. (laughs) I have never once, never once claimed or aspired (laughs) to be a commissioner. I've never once. But a few years ago when we started this podcast, Jonathan put me as a commissioner in the intro, which... I didn't question. I didn't. I didn't make uh, but I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, he he's calling me a commissioner, and then I don't remember. I think it was this year. It might have been the year the year before where uh, I was doing something, and David texted and was like, "Well, you have commissioner powers. You can, you can fix it. You change it." And I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even know I had commissioner powers." So I I didn't ask for commissioner powers. I wasn't. I wasn't requesting, like, come on, please, make me a commissioner, guys. Please, I want to be the third wheel. Please. I never once Listen. never once said that, never once asked I can, for that. I can so pull that audio. You only asked for our rule book so you could go create another league out of it. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly right. I didn't, I guess, I guess I should re- rephrase it to, instead of your commissioners, to some commissioners. Because you're a commissioner of another league, right? So it would still be accurate. That's that is technically true. Okay. So, um, so anyway, I I think that 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 was the first thing that there there seemed to be this thought of I I am assuming this role and these powers um, that I don't really have, but all the roles and the powers that I have have been granted to me and given to me, right? So it's not something that I have. Um, I've, I've not been aspiring to or working my way up the system. So that's the first thing. I think we this is like that. I think this is like the first line in Mein Kampf. Like that's how Hitler started out too. Like I just was given this power. Yeah. But go ahead. Well, I don't I don't I don't read those types of books. This is the summit where we had like two people show up and it was a vote and Stuart became rules committee executive. Stuart goes, No, I'm overruling you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um a few a few other things. Uh Mike Obviously, he doesn't really know it. He's uh, a, a, a podcast virgin, for sure. You can tell that because uh, he's speaking speaking during the drops, and you hear him talking to his wife and his kids, and 
you're kind of like, what is this guy? Obviously, doesn't know that this is a professional. This is a professional show, and there's certain rules and guidelines that uh, that that should just be, um, you know, innate within you. You should know um, how how to handle the situation. And how, how to be a be professional. I agree. How to, um, there was also a time where y'all were uh, really ripping me for. Man, you took some notes. Doing, not knowing, I've been waiting for this for uh, a week. Uh, not not knowing how many points for a. Uh, I, what you actually said is, "Hey, Mike, if I if I were to ask you how many points do you get for ten yards, would you know?" And instead of giving an answer, telling you what that was, he just goes, "Yes." <laughs> Right, and, and then you moved on. You moved on. Well, I, I believe, I believe David framed the question that way, and you were like, "Yeah, that's that's three points," or it was something way off, and we were like, "Wait, what?" And we had to stop down and reevaluate your scoring system. So we assumed you I, knew, just like talk, Mike. We're not talking. We're not talking about me. We're talking oh, okay. about Mike. You okay. Ask Mike. Okay. You ask Mike. Move it along. Mike, how, how many how many points would you get for a ten yard a ten yard pass or 10 yard run you would know you would know what that is right and he goes yeah <laughs> but he but he never proved it you didn't actually ask him the question and so uh, i don't think he would know because there's some complicating factors that I, I don't even know for sure if you know 10 yards how many points do you get for 10 yards jonathan on a reception or a run or a throw, right? There's some there's some factors at play, right? How many points do you get? Well, it depends on the situation. Who are are they running the ball? Was it was it a was it who has 99 yards and he catches a three yard touchdown? How many points does he have? There you go. You just got to overcomplicate. It. <laughs> if a train leaves Los Angeles going 45 miles an hour. That's what it feels like. Train when it's forty miles an hour. How many seconds, (laughs) David? So if 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 a player has ninety nine yards and uh, a three yard touchdown, uh, how many points does he have? (laughs) How many catches does he have? Or rushes does he have? What? (laughs) Okay, let's nail it down even more specifically. Y'all, y'all throw these complicated scenarios out, but you're not giving the answer either. What, I, did you say 99 yards plus three? Is that what you're asking? 99 yards plus a three-yard touchdown. See, that's what you said, the, and the, that makes no hold sense. Hold on. No, hold on. The difference is David's asking a follow-up question of, well, how many receptions? Yada, yada. You go, there's not even 100 yards on a field. That was your answer to that. So that's very different. No, I said there's not more than a hundred yards. Okay. There's not more than a hundred. There's yards. not more than a hundred yards on a field. Sorry. Hey, That's... hey, hey this the points take well taken, Stuart. Actually, that Mike didn't answer. You're absolutely correct. And you're asking Mike very good answer. questions now. So good job. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> anyway, all of that to say, I I don't know, and and. Y'all are gonna think I'm joking. I don't really know where the I I don't know where the hatred and the rivalry came in with Mike, but I was thinking about that. I was as, as I was listening to just the hatred spew from his mouth, and I'm like, <laughs> where did this come from? Did I start this for some reason? Because I don't I don't have a hatred for Mike. I think Mike is a 
you know, a subpar fantasy football player, and uh, he has won a championship, so he's in he's in great company with uh, you know the greats of our league. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know where that hatred came from because I, I really I don't have hatred for for Mike. I think I'm proud of him. This statement um, has been confusing because you've both uh, dissed him and propped him up in the same statement. So where do you land on this? Are you are you trying to continue this feud or are you trying to bury the hatchet? I want you to actually rank your favorite members in the league in order. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Power rank the league members. Just based on them personally. Has nothing to do with their um, fantasy team. Just power rank them as people. Okay, who I like the most. Yeah, okay. exactly. Start with all the dads because you don't want to inter- upset any of them. <laughs> You're right, right. <laughs> What else you got from last week that just crawled up your butt? <laughs> Man, there were a few. There were a few things that I again I was driving, so I, I, I was you, driving back from Dallas. You jotted so all I that down thinking. while you were driving. That seems dangerous. No, I didn't jot it down. This has been on my heart. <laughs> this has been on my heart. I actually didn't listen to the podcast until Saturday, and then I uh, as I was driving back from Dallas, and I was just I was blown away by the the disrespect for did you so was your family with you yes but i was listening to it on my headphones oh man i really wanted allison to listen and and for her two cents to Uh, oh my gosh no she she (laughs) still doesn't understand (laughs) it sounds like uh you guys both understand the same thing about the scoring system so it's fine yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna Put a scenario out there for you. And okay, see if you can answer it. We're allowed to I'll ask think, questions. I'll think something up. We're allowed to ask questions back. They just got to be smart questions. They can't be statements about there's there's not over a hundred yards on a football field. <laughs> the, 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 the thing about this, Stewart, is you said like three points when it was like fifteen. Yeah. Like if you were close, then we wouldn't have like made a big deal about it. But you weren't even close. We we need we need we need to go back and cut that. Get, we'll yeah, cut we do need to. Out. We do need to because I think y'all are mistaken. We'll we'll go back and cut that audio and play it, and then yeah. we'll review it. That's what we'll do. Every time Stewart says something that's super baffling, we're gonna start playing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna make it a drop. I like it. I like yeah. It. I'm gonna make hey, it a drop. The other, the other thing I remember is how many times you. They said, "Peel back the curtain." Did I you mean, like? Did you see that in the uh, in the notes? Yes. <laughs> did you Did you it get? Was, it was unbelievable. I mean, that's. <laughs> I noticed worse it than anything we say. I think I noticed it about the second or third time it was said, and I kind of thought they were joking because I said it first, and I was like, "Are you making fun of me?" And then nobody was laughing, so I was like, "I'm gonna write this down, make a note. <laughs> Let's count how many times this happens on the show." Peel back, peel back that old curtain. No, I'll peel back the curtain. It's like. I think we're all behind the curtain now. Let's just talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, now that well, you got that. follow up to that, though. Oh, oh the, there's more. Well, no, Joe. I thought y'all's conversation about the uh, the app was good. And then the follow up yeah. that Joey did on the, on the sleeper app about the trades. Yeah. So real quick on the sleeper app, um, that's going to be top of the, the summit discussion. I think we're at a point where um, – ESPN's shown that they they're kind of they've been passed by a little bit by some of these groups that have been able to adjust on the fly. Sleeper can basically import all the things we've done with ESPN effortlessly, 
And on top of that, we can do more things like actual trades with picks and three-way trades, and it's all documented on the app. So there's not this, you know, you only see the players get traded in the app, and then you got to go check the fine print for picks and or who else was involved. And so it, it's all one spot. It seems very uh, customizable compared to ESPN. So it's I I say we move towards that platform, and that's something I'm going to push for at the summit as well. Sounds like we should have a good summit. Hopefully, we'll have a great turnout. A lot of <laughs> can't wait for all three of us to show up again. <laughs> hey, we had a good turnout last year. Actually, I thought. Hey, you know what? Good. If we just if we can't do the draft in Vegas, maybe we'll just do the summit in Vegas. Hmm. Why not both? Why not do the summit the day yeah, before? We never uh, tied up the put a bow on the draft in Vegas, did we? Ryan and I talked about it today. We definitely think we need to. We just need to confirm that. And we did say around Christmas time, so got a couple more weeks to bring it back to the table. Right when we're crowning the champion and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm cool. all in favor for that too. Let's make it happen. Anything else from last week? That you could you could say you don't get the payout unless uh, you're at the the summit. even if you even if it's a even if it's a phone call slash zoom in that's better than not showing up at all yeah is there a reason that we i guess the the because we also do uh who we're keeping and all that stuff too there's a reason we do it uh like in the summer or whatever right yeah so this last one we did it where we zoomed in everybody and recorded it so actually everyone did make it um and declared keepers. So yeah, we declare keepers, we reveal draft order, and then we vote on any rule changes for that year. Those are the agenda items. Cool. And then inevitably two weeks into the season, people complain about the rules and we go, what were you doing at the summit? You should have brought this up. So remember your grievances now and bring them up in six months. That'd be great. All right, we got to move it along here, guys. It's my job to, to move us along as commissioner. And we we need to move into the bonehead benchings. You'll never guess how long we've been doing this podcast already. Oh, I know. It's, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Uh, let's do bonehead benchings. Bonehead benching of the week. So nice working with professionals again. Joey and Mike were just talking over everything. Seven so embarrassing it was it was rough but hey you know what they're rookies and we struggled on our first podcast too so it's okay yep. uh, well, let's do it in this for the sake of time uh, i win well you definitely win the moon milk we'll give you that <laughs> well, we'll i g- win for most number we'll give you that and uh, wh- what is this what is this moon milk number three for you on the year yeah i've been in consideration for maybe six <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I've got, I've got a better win. Re- I've got the same win record as I do on the regular season in fantasy. <laughs> uh, so quickly going through boneheads and Stuart, maybe you can add a, some notes on here. But Joey had Allen Robinson on his bench. Jackson had Jarvis Landry on his bench. Mike, which that's the second week that 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 Joey's had uh, Allen Robinson on. Yeah, bench. that's he a, talked about the reason why last week, but he did it again. That's a strange one. Um, luckily for him, the. The uh, Moo Moo Milk winner this week made a bigger mistake, and really that's... I think that's kind of the yeah. theme with most of these. 
Um, yes. So Jackson left Jarvis Landry on his bench, which he hasn't been great all year, but of course, you know, he has his biggest game uh, on his bench. Mike Staffel luckily pulled out a win against Ryan while leaving Big Ben on his bench and leaving Derek Carr in for negative almost five points. Ryan, in turn, left Evan Ingram on his bench, who would have put him over the top if he had started him at tight end. And then uh, my dad left uh, Amari Cooper. I even asked him about that. I go, you're benching Cooper, huh? And he goes, yeah, I don't. Why is Ryan not winning this? Actually, he he uh, his benching forced him to miss out on the playoffs. Yeah, but yours also might do the same thing. Well, I'm still <laughs> potentially in though. I'm just, just throwing it out there. I accept. I, I don't get me wrong. Well, you wanted to make this short and sweet, so let's move it into I the Moomoomoke winner. I, I changed my mind. So hey, now, is Hollywood Brown on this on this list? Yeah, where is no. Hollywood Brown? What's going on there? Oh, okay. I didn't need him. I didn't need him. I, 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 <laughs> That's the new uh, stipulation. You didn't need him. I didn't need him when I scored 220 points and I got the bonehead benching. Yeah. Let, let me let me tell you something really quick about Hollywood Brown. Okay. Go let me on. Just tell you real quick. Uh, last week against Tennessee, no catches, no points. Against New England the week before, two catches, 3.4 points. The week before, three catches, 6.3. One catch, 6.8, because he scored a touchdown on that one catch. He has... For how many yards? Since. It's no wonder you haven't won the Moo Moo Milk winner, Stuart. Your bench, if that's your bench. Yeah, Why have you I know. We, we, we had this conversation <laughs> last time. <laughs> I know, I've tried, uh, to trade for, I've tried to trade for him a couple times. Yeah, so has Jonathan. I, uh, you know who I offered you? I offered you John U. Smith for him, and now you have John U. Smith. I think I, I, I think I stopped after like week five when I realized it wouldn't get any better. I was like, yeah, he's not looking so hot. I do love him, but the, the thing that almost, I mean, sent me over the top was Jonathan's trade of Robbie Anderson to Robbie, <laughs> and Robbie Anderson scored eighteen <laughs> points, which is so, a, I mean, he he's he scored a touchdown, which is the first. Oh no! Second touchdown on year. He had a touchdown in the very first game, and I'm like, he has had he, he has had so many receptions and just not done much with them. But I was like, it's just a matter of time. And I really, really, again, rooting for chaos. I was like, it doesn't matter if Lewis wins this week or not for me. But if Lewis beats Stewart, that adds a level of chaos. And on top of that, Robbie Anderson doesn't affect me next week because he's on bye. So I didn't mind trading him off, and I was like, "This would be fun if Stewart lost." So I sent it over to, sent him over to, to Poppy, and it almost worked. I I thought you were gonna just be so mad if you lost at me because I sent it Robbie. Oh Anderson. man, I would have, I would have, <laughs> and it would have been even more sweet because I've been trying to trade you Robbie Anderson all year, and you just would not take him. You just would not take him. I was like, "Well, then fine, I'll give him to the guy you're playing against." And it almost, I mean, he did, he almost got you. And I don't know if you saw his touchdown for like 40 yards, but it was the most ridiculous thing because there was no one even within <laughs> like 500 feet of him. I mean, there was no one around him. It was 500 yards, yeah, which is the length of a football field. He was he was on five, he was five fields over and he scored. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, so anyway, congr- congrats. I actually, I'm fine. I think maybe we should give it to Ryan because if Ryan would have had a different tight end in, he would have, uh, he would have won his matchup. And yeah, David, uh, even with you're okay, right, David has you're right. David, but I don't. How, the, I had four guys on my bench. I could have started. I mean. I could have played Jamal Williams instead of Aaron Jones. That would have been a better start for me. Yeah, he stole a touchdown from Aaron Jones. Ryan's the the biggest thing for Ryan was Adam Thielen going out. More than anything, that was that's been more, more than more more than a Thielen though was <laughs> uh, Evan Ingram and Dalton Schultz. Okay, yeah. I think I just Schultz myself. Okay. So who are we giving this care. to? Well, I mean, I had, uh, yeah, my my linebacker went for twenty five points. He had seventeen tackles. That's amazing. Two forced fumbles, twenty five points. You did say yeah. you were you were gonna play him too. This isn't a fluke. Like you said, you were gonna play him and you didn't. Oh no! Yeah, I, for, I I was debating. I wasn't debating it over Roquan Smith, who was the number one linebacker coming into the week and had his worst score of the week of the season. Uh, I mean, we I could we, we could give it to both of you. We could give it to you and Ryan. I mean, we could just call it a tie. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was debating starting him. That's why I got I have him on my bench because I think he's a good linebacker. He's filled in for what's his name who got hurt for the Texans, McKinney. Um, and I've been tracking him. Mm. Tom Brady could have started. I I thought Kansas City would have. Uh, that just the Tyreek just blew that thing wide open and. In hindsight, that might have been a start because I could have offset Ronald Jones and Mike Evans, but Herbert had a he had a really good match against Buffalo, it just didn't come through. Mm. And then Kenyon Drake went against New England, and then to your point, Stuart Kyle, all the touchdowns went to to Drake, which Kyler's been taking all those touchdowns all year. So yeah, yeah, I had my reasons, but I mean, I get it. I had so many of them too. So <laughs> we can we can share it. I'll take two and a half for the year now. Stuart, I, I leave it to you. You're the one who reads the sponsor read, so you tell me who we give yeah, it to. Yeah, H-E-B, H-E-B normally doesn't like us to do ties, but uh, I, I agree. Let's let's give it a tie. David and Ryan for the Moo Moo Milk winner this week. Chocolate Moo Moo Milk winner of the week. There you go. You guys can go to any local H-E-B... <laughs> Grab some moo milk off the shelf, <laughs> dump it on your head, and yell at the top of your lungs, I'm a little girl who <laughs> likes chocolate moo milk. <laughs> um, I, as I'm looking through these scores, looking for other moo milk winners that we didn't talk about, Dan, I think someone sent this, the, Jer, the Jay Chen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay Chen <laughs> from uh, Carolina, 33 points on defense, two touchdowns. He he had as many touchdowns. He had more touchdowns than my whole team. I think. <laughs> uh, it's funny you bring that up. I was looking at uh, senior, so he had a hundred and sixty, um, hundred and sixty-seven points scored by his top three players, which would have beat Jackson by himself. Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Jefferson would have beat. He could have benched everybody else, and he would have won by thirty almost. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the highest stack score on the year so far, one hundred and four. Yeah, and he had seventy five. He had more than that against. Uh, I think he had more than that against 
Stewart? He had 75 against me, and then he had like 80 against Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Tyreek's been really good this year. Yeah. I mean, he's number one wide receiver on the season. Yep. We will do that for you, but if you look at his. He was top five last year. Yeah, it's not a fluke. It's not a fluke. He's only had two games without a touchdown. I mean, I think he leads the league in touchdowns. So. He's getting better as a year. All he needed was all he needed was volume. He had everything else lined up. Yeah, anyway, that was a I can't remember who he Oh yeah, that was a Michael Thomas for Tyree trade. That was a good trade for him. That's so funny that was the trade because I drafted Tyreek over Michael Thomas last year. Like they went back to back. And then yeah. Michael Thomas was the better receiver last year, partly because Tyreek got hurt. And then this year it was it's flipped, so that's kind of funny. Yep. Are you gonna are you gonna keep Michael Thomas? Me no. No. You don't want Taysom Hill throwing the ball for the rest of his career. <laughs> Man, I would. The, the bigger question is, so are bad. you gonna? No, go ahead. I know. I want. I wanted Jameis selfishly to be the quarterback because he blocks into those guys. I, Michael Thomas would be. I mean, he's had a 100-yard game with Taysom in this last... I think I sent the text. With four minutes to go in the second quarter of that game, there was a total a total combined six yards passing between both teams. And it was almost halftime. And those six yards were two catches to Michael Thomas. The way that... Like, yeah, the way the Saints are built now with their defense being so good, Taysom Hill's better for them at this moment because they'll win Taysom, more games. Well, but. I, he's only proved, I think, what I've always... What I've been... Because... This has been a family debate for us, Stuart, where we sat around and we've debated who would be the quarterback in the event that Breeze went out. I think we got our answer. Um, it's actually Taysom Hill. I would have thought it would have been Winston, so I was wrong on that. Um, but I think I'm, I've been justified in the way that they – and I think it's a function, like Jonathan said, it's the defense. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think Taysom Hill is a NFL starting quarterback. If the Saints needed to score, there's no way they wouldn't roll – Jameis out there. Jameis has gives you the best chance to score points, but he also gives you the best chance to give up a ton of pick sixes. So, <laughs> yeah, yep. taking a lot of risk throwing him out there. And they could always pivot to him. That's the beauty of Sean Payton. They could do that at any yeah. moment. So, yeah, give me Tyree Kill. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all want to move into power rankings? Yeah. Great. It was rhetorical. That's right. Power rankings brought to you by no one. David, you want to walk us through the power rankings? Yep. Number one over this week. He's been number one for the past, I want to say, four weeks. It's Jackson, number one on everybody's board. Boring. Yep. (laughs) Coming in at number two. He's number two on everybody's board except mine. It's Mike Searle. If you would have won this week, you'd be number one, I think. On your board, or? Well, he would have been number one, and I think he would have taken over on power rankings. Oh, so you're saying yours? Okay, gotcha. Number um, one in his heart, because yeah. they're they're related. <laughs> We're kin. But go He's on. Legally, legally obligated to say that. Yeah, I've uh, made my. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> Coming in at a tie for three. It is Stuart and David Sr. 
Wow. You have yourself three. I have you at two, Stuart. The app has you at seven. Oh. Jonathan has you at five. A little bit of variance there, but three overall. My dad, the same ranking, three overall. He's three on Jonathan's board, four on the app, four on my board, and six on yours, Stuart. Wow. Guy, guy scores 100 points with two guys, and you can't give him any credit? Sure can't. <laughs> so, Moving coming on. in at number five <laughs> is Joey. Joey is number four on your board, Jonathan. Number five on your Stewart. Number five on the app. And I have Joey number eight. Whoa. Wow. Why what do you a hate Joey statement. So uh, well, I mean, I, I, I've been lower on Joey. I had Joey, I had Joey eight to week nine, so it's not anything new. Um, Joey's team has been underperforming without McCaffrey. I mean, I think that's the he won this week with 140 points, but I don't think that's I think that's been one of his higher scores in the past several weeks too. Um, yeah. You just start comparing. He's in that middle gap, and y'all talk. They y'all talked about it last week on the podcast kind of the tiers and maybe who you wouldn't want to play everybody's real close so i think we're splitting hairs a little bit i just if i'm picking someone to play in the playoffs it might be joey because i don't know if joey's putting up 170 points right so that's, i agree i agree that's the reason i'm lower on him that's he doesn't fair. have do what i said that's fair is mccaffrey even going to come back well, yeah, I mean, if, if McCaffrey comes back, I think that changes my ranking of him. So I don't, you know, that's the eight is reflective of not having McCaffrey and me not thinking McCaffrey's coming back. But that might change. But yeah, just that, I think I, my, I think he'll I think he'll be back after their bye next week. McCaffrey's McCaffrey's baseline, if he plays, his lowest score on the season is twenty six point one. So that's what I was gonna say. If McCaffrey comes back, I think that changes my outlook on wanting to play Joey because he's—you could argue—he's the best player in fantasy. Right. He's the number one coming into the year, and he's proven it in all the games he's played this year too. Um, and so, just right now, I've got him at eight. I think it's like I said, it's all close here. Um, but so after after the top three, I think four through nine are all the same to me. Um, honestly, you could go call them three A, three B, three C. Um, anyway, so I'm eight on Joey. I'm the lowest. Jonathan, you're the highest at four. Um, coming in at number six is myself. Stuart, you're the highest on me at four. I've got myself at five. Jonathan, you have me at six. And the app has me at eight. So the app no longer likes me the first week of the year. <laughs> wow. Isn't it funny how that thing turns on you? Well, hey, it is in some. I think I guess it really is a final projection. I don't disagree that eight is where I will end up. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense because it's got me and Lewis and Daniel in the bottom three, and one of us will at least finish eighth. Well, yeah, by the way we define what what it is, but yeah. So, um, coming in at see, but I guess the question is like I don't know if this is what Jonathan was alluding to, but. Do you think that you're, David, do you like your team better than Jonathan's team? I have us back-to-back. Mm. That he he evaded that question. He likes his team one spot better. Yep. I have Jonathan at six. I got myself a five. Okay. Okay. Good. It's funny because the app has you at eight and me at nine. So, there you go. 
I mean, I think, Stuart, you've got me at four, you've got Jonathan at seven, Jonathan, you've got me at six, and yourself at seven, so. There you go. Yeah, we're pretty consistent. Right, I should I think, be middle of the pack. Yeah, we're both middle of the pack. I think Jonathan's one of the teams I wouldn't want to play because he's consistent. Oh. And I think you know, he's getting blow-up weeks from his receivers. Yeah, yeah so, baby. I think, and you saw that for the first time this season, I think this past week. Well, Deshaun Watson, yeah. Watson going off for 40 helps. Right. I do not like getting rid of Watson. Oh, I love it. I love Tannehill's schedule. I was scared of Watson's schedule. And then Fuller. We talk about that. I just, Derrick Henry is the, I, you I'm, get down there. And I know Tannehill scored this past week. Just I'm Derrick telling Henry. you, I'd rather be on an offense that can move the ball. And, and the Texans can, but they're going up against a tougher schedule. And they just took away their best offensive weapon outside of Watson. So yeah, no, I, I definitely get it for sure. Yeah, uh, it's hard to you got to stud like Watson regardless of schedule. You know, is he matchup proof? We'll yeah, see. I mean he's so top ten. Going out too, I think helps your case. Yeah, um, which I don't think I don't know if Joey realized that when he made the trade. I don't think he did either. And I tried to yeah. sneak it in, and I definitely did. So. Definitely did because that was actually <laughs> that happened before the trade went through. I think. So it's kind of funny to see Joey two days later. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "You just now realizing this?" Yeah, because it was but, definitely old. But I did. I did, I think your point is the same. Watson still potentially has a higher ceiling, just because they'll need him to throw the ball. But yeah, exactly. But I mean, with your receivers, that's what. So I think I like the stack. stack. I like the stack that I've I. I think you've that ceiling though. But now with with those guys, especially Gibson coming on, your team's gotten better as the seasons come along. Yeah, you've had Sanders hurt, so I think. I mean, I if I'm really ranking these as far as who I don't want to play, you're much higher than the power rankings. That bakes in your re- record a little sure, bit. Sure, you know? sure. Okay, so, so who's next? So you, uh, I myself at six. Uh, Staffel's actually between us at seven. Um, we have, y'all have Staffel at eight. I have Staffel at nine. The app has them at three. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> the well, yeah, stupid the app, AI is skewing this. Yeah. So he's at three on there. Uh, That's John, crazy. You're next at eight. Um, I'm the highest on you at six. Y'all have, both of y'all are seven and the app is nine. Um, I think, and I think we covered your team. Uh, Mike, going back to Mike, though, I think we all have Mike at eight or nine. He's hopefully going to finish top six for this water bet. <laughs> sake, but, uh, I think he's a team that I would probably be interested in playing if I had the oper- if I had the choice, if I was the number one seed. Uh, you know, he won this week with, what, 108 points? Yeah. Um, so, he get, but, you know, last week he had 187 by the same, the same token. So, he's got... He's got a variant swing too, but I think he's probably he would probably admit this too, maybe not. But I think he's probably his odds of doing the higher versus the lower are with a with a lower score. Um, and so if you're playing the game of odds, I mean he might be somebody I'd be looking to play. Sure. Um, coming in at number nine is Preston. Y'all have him at nine. I have Preston at seven. I'm a little bit higher, and then the app has him at six. Mm. I think Preston and Mike Staffel are, are similar. Um, last, two weeks ago, Preston scored 90 points. This past week, what did he score? 180-something? Yeah. yeah. And he had 
uh, 20, 20 points on his bench in Latavius Murray. I mean, he could have been in the 200s. He literally almost doubled his score. So he's 91.4, and then he scored 182.5. Milk winner because he could have scored a 200 on the on the season if he played Latavius. Oh, I, I'm instead, instead I, of Kamara. Uh, yeah, I'm kidding, but. He's actually play, if you look at his lineup right now, he's playing both of them. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it funny that the same exact scenario happened to you? That with the same guys, it was you could have had the all-time record had you put Latavius in over Camaro. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Latavius is good, he's, and he's definitely good in that offense now. Yeah, um, what they want to be, I think. Um, I'm glad I got rid of Camaro and what happened with that, but. Um, Coming in at number, so Preston's number nine, and then you've got a big gap if you look at the cumulative average between all of these. But coming in at number 10 is Ryan. He's 10 on everybody's board, including the app. Coming in at number 11 is Daniel. Y'all have, everybody has Daniel 11 except me. I have him 12. Oh. Yep. Daniel's team has gotten, I know <laughs> y'all are probably looking, we talked about 30 wins on the season for Lewis. Don't get me wrong, Lewis has been cumulatively worse on this season i think at this moment in time though lewis's team is better than daniel let me say this let me say this i agree agree with that this isn't the end-all be-all but it's just funny daniel got a zero at the running back position because his player was ruled out and he was working and couldn't make the change with deandre swift lewis played a third string running back from the seahawks i got him zero points so i don't know which is worse they both got zeros, but for very different reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the past two weeks, Lewis's scores have actually been respectable. Um, Especially when you have things like a zero in at the running back spot. Yeah, so... Hey, but, but DJ Dallas is the coolest name in, in the NFL. So. DJ Dallas. Because it's not, it's not the letters D and J. It's D-E-E. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, DJ. Uh, DJ, go DJ. DJ, be easy. <laughs> so, yeah, that rounds out the uh, top 12 there. So, Lewis is uh, the 12th best. So. 12th best. That's the way to look at it. Well, good job. Way to run through those power rankings. I think that was, that was swell. Yeah, so compared to my uh, head-to-head matchup rankings... None of y'all saw to put me number one for some reason. Yeah, I had you? Uh, I think I had you. At, yeah, I, uh, I've got you at two. You, uh, I'm higher on you than you are, Stuart. So get out of here. Um, I, I want to read you, Stuart, your power rankings from week one because this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Did I do this for you or Jonathan? Do it for me too. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, both of us. Yeah, I could do the cumulative. That's probably. Because we're not all that different, honestly. I'm going to read Jonathan. Jonathan has Mike Staffel number one. <laughs> Joey, number two. Stuart, number three. David, the second, four. Daniel, five. Mm. Wow. Jonathan, six. Senior, seven. Ryan, eight. Jackson, nine. <laughs> Preston, ten. Lewis, twelve. And Mike 11. I read that backwards, but yeah. Mike at 11. You were the highest on Mike, Jonathan, at 11. Wait, who? My dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, Staffel, I had him at number one. 
Stewart was the highest on Jackson at six. So good job. That's right. That's right. We had him at nine. Um, so I was the highest. Who did on I have? Who did I have number one? You had me number one. Hmm. I've mis- always been. A, I've been a fan of your team. At least my number one's gonna make the playoffs, Stewart. <laughs> uh, mine is too, Joey. <laughs> Wait, read Stewart's uh, power rankings. Are you not going to do that? Oh, did I not do that? I'm oh, sorry. Uh, I thought you read mine. Hold on. Oh, it's Blair Witch Project. No one else can see it. There we go. All right. Um, I'm switching rooms. Number one on Stewart's board, week one, me, and then Stewart, number two, really high on yourself. Yeah. Uh, three for Staffel, four was Joey. Hold on, so he had Mike Staffel at three, and he gave us a hard time for ranking him so high all year? Okay, just making sure. Go ahead. Well, it, it didn't See, there's really no hate. There's no hate. <laughs> well, it didn't take him long to change that because the next week you had him at eight. Yeah, it, he dropped like a brick. <laughs> and I had him at three week two. We both came up. We both ranked him higher in week two, me and Jonathan. And you like dropped him in week two, Stewart. Mm. I wondered. I I wonder if he won. I guess he. I guess he probably did win. Yeah, I don't know. Did he, anyway, uh, I'll look. Anyway, I thought that would be fun to share that with you. Also. Mm. Anyway, we can move this along. Let's move yeah, it along. He did win. He did win. I don't know why I dropped him. <laughs> that yeah, and there goes the the love hate relationship. And I don't know why he hates me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I dropped him, but whatever. <laughs> she said she said I wouldn't listen. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> wasn't paying attention. <laughs> All right, let's move into uh, picks of the week. Picks of the week. Coming up on hour number two of this podcast, let's move into picks of the week. <laughs> we better we better scoot through these quick. Uh, okay, well, uh, there's only really two matchups to talk about that really matter. Well, that's uh, that. Yeah, that's not true. That's I mean, there's still seating that matters. There's seating. Yeah, you're right. Let Let's do this. Let's go through because we did. Did you? Put in the picks from last week. No, I. Wh- <laughs> no, I did, <laughs> did you not like the fact that people volunteered to be your your proxy? <laughs> I no, said we sent. I we we sent picks in. Remember? Yeah. All we didn't. I didn't look at it personally. I just took the last one and changed it. <laughs> and what? I think I sent them in late. <laughs> yeah, you did, you little cheater. You you did it after the Thursday round of games or something. I wasn't going to count it personally, but I can, I can go back and add it. Because I want. think there were some... No, no, it's fine. <laughs> there was a couple matchups that were clearly decided after Thursday with the Texans and the Lions and the whoever else I played. I don't who, who was picked what, so I couldn't even tell you. Washington and uh, Dallas. There were so many points scored in those games, fantasy-wise, that... Well, let's, let's move through this. So, the first matchup we have is Senior versus... Stewart. And we pull up the matchup. We got the Poopishmith Schusters projected to score 113. My goodness, set a lineup, dude. Um, 
Stewart has a running back, a flex, and a defensive lineman that's wide open. Maybe he's making those edits right now. I don't know. But right now, Cupid, looks, Cupid Express looks like he's way more prepared for this matchup. He's favored by 17 points. Mahomes and Hill are unstoppable. I am worried about divisional games. We just saw the Ravens and Steelers play, and I think the spread was the Steelers were supposed to win by 10.5, and, and they didn't cover, I don't think. But either way, the Ravens made it a way closer game than I think anyone thought for most of that game. So divisional games can be interesting. All that say, Mahomes is on another level. Give me senior over Stewart. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm changing it here. Got it. Wait, I've what? A... That's what I put. Go ahead. No, that's not how you put. I know, that's why I oh. said it. He can change his mind. That's okay. I put senior oh, no, over he did, Stewart. He did, he did have senior over Stewart. What are y'all talking about? You're looking at you're looking at uh, Stewart's predictions. Okay. I had Stewart, over, I I had Stewart over senior. I got it on the board. We're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, Stuart, Stuart over, Stuart over senior. Um, this isn't going to be close. <laughs> oh gosh. And, uh, I don't even know if I'm going to pick any guys up off the waiver wire. Cause it doesn't matter if I win or lose. So I may, uh, rest my guys. So they'll be good and healthy for the week, week to come. Stuart, you should look at who might finish where, cause that might affect what you want to do. For example, if you win this matchup, you will be ahead of. Will you be ahead of my dad? Yeah, because he'd have a better oh. winning percentage. Oh yeah, I would. I would be. Yes, I would. So just something. To okay. Keep on. I've got seen Maybe. Win. Oh great! <laughs> you jerks. <laughs> um, Way to slip that in okay. there. Next matchup. Uh, I've got uh, Mike Searles playing against Ryan Palomo. And uh, this could have been a really interesting matchup, have some playoff implications, uh, but it really doesn't for Ryan. It does for Mike Searles. So he's going to play really hard, and he will beat Ryan. Yeah, I... I concur. I've got my dad over Ryan. It it still will have playoff implications if Ryan puts together a good week and beats him. My dad my dad has the capability of being the number one seed or falling all the way to the third seed, I think. Uh senior if he wins his matchup, they'd be tied. And I think senior beat him head to head. I could be wrong. So my dad could move quite quite a bit on who and so it's kind of an important game for him. For Ryan it doesn't matter. He's already out of the playoffs, so I think he's he might mail it in. I've got my dad over Ryan. Yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Thielen and Carson are off of this team before this matchup is finalized. Um, to your point, Jonathan. So I think Mike's going to win as well. So that moves us into uh, the next matchup. Daniel versus Staffel. Staffel's uh, coming in to the matchup at 7-5. and five. He's uh, looking to secure a top six uh, seed here for uh, Jonathan and I. You know, he's going against Daniel. Daniel struggled. I just got done talking about <laughs> how he's uh, mailed it in already. I, uh, I like Mike uh, Staffel to win and secure and lock up a top six seed. I like that. 
That is my triple play. Triple play. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Didn't but see that coming either. It makes I sense. Did, I, pick, I pick Staffel too. I think Staffel will win. I think it'll be uh, a pretty easy win for him too. So uh, I think I think it'll be a, a landslide for sure. Unbelievable. Oh, wrong drop. And I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills You know what's kind of annoying about that is you're slightly off. And so when I go back into post and have to edit it, I'm hearing you sing and it's off. It doesn't really line up. So I don't know if I'm lining it up right or not. It's really kind of frustrating. So maybe just maybe hit the notes a little yeah. bit. It'd be great. You know, just fix it in post. Fix it in post. Well, uh, I can tell you this. Sorry, Daniel. I can't fix you in post. I've got Mike uh, winning. And Mike won this week. So he will be 7-5 and five going to this matchup. He can also finish 8-5. and five. So there could be uh, kind of a three-way tie there possible at 8-5 and five, uh, if my dad doesn't put together a good week. So there could be a lot more movement than I've looked at. Um... Who's next? We've got. We want to move into Raiders of the Lost Chark, or you know what? Let's cover that one. Let's cover the last two that matter last. Let's look at the most consistent team versus the McCaffrey antivirus. That would be Jackson versus Joey. Um, my goodness, at early, <laughs> at first glance, this doesn't look good. But Joey does have a lot of people on by. This week, this win for Joey was so big in week 12. I don't think he wins this week, and I don't think he would have had a choice. I think he'd have been eliminated uh, because I think he would have lost two weeks in a row. I, he's losing this week. It's Jackson over Joey. It's no question. The number one team's taken down, taken down the McCaffrey antivirus. I uh, have to agree. Oh, really? <laughs> that's not, that's not, yeah, that's not who I picked. Unbelievable. But, uh, I I didn't realize that the Caffrey Antivirus owned the uh, entire Tampa Bay Buccaneer organization. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jackson's going to win. Yeah. Be close. I sent, uh, I sent Joey a trade offer uh, either yesterday or the day before in which I was trying to offer him Tom Brady. And my response was, I thought you wanted the whole Tampa Bay team. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so. he definitely, he definitely had to had to be David because he was not, he's not going to win this. Week. I it, like looking at his team, the guys he would have to put in to fill a roster. He's still going to be at least a thirty point underdog, uh, yeah. somewhere yeah. somewhere in that range. So it, it's over. That's like he's very lucky to get this win against David early. Um, otherwise, he could have dashed his playoff hopes. All right, so so we've got two more games. Let's go with mine first because ours is sadder. Ours is ours is not the the one that matters the most. Ours is the the best of the worst. This is who can finish on top of the worst division. We've got the extra crispy kernels versus Big Poppy, and I don't like it when you call me Big Poppy because it's a forty-two point spread. And, uh, yeah, that's not going to look good. 
Not not going to be good for Big Poppy. I've got myself to seal my playoff bid, and I believe this will be a triple play for me. Triple play. I, too, think that this will seal your playoff hopes, only to be dashed in week one of the playoffs. <laughs> but I think you're going to make it. I think you're going to be Big Poppy. This, too, is my triple play. Triple play. Um, I think Big Poppy's going to make some moves. Now, you think you're going to get Nick Chubb. Let's be real. <laughs> oh, no, I, I talked to him. Um, he, uh, he knows he wins, he's in. He's gonna do, I think he's going to do something. I hope it's with me. Um, I don't know how many players I need to offer for Nick Chubb, but I'm going to try and do that. Um... <laughs> So I think he's going to make a move. So I think the projections are going to look a little bit different. Um, really, the question is, what is Josh Allen going to do? Because he has blow-up potential. And will he do it against San Francisco on Monday night? That'll, that'll be fun if it's somewhat close to have that matchup go into Monday. But regardless of whatever changes he does, I don't think it's going to be enough. And I think you're going to get into the playoffs, Jonathan. Woo! Uh, can I just say, I don't. So I don't get the fortunate break of playing against DJ Dallas like Stewart did. Like, how do I get? How do I get that lined up? He might keep DJ in. You never know. <laughs> DJ Dallas. <laughs> all right, now to the matchup we've all been waiting for. The one that means a six-team win will not make the playoffs. We've got Raiders of the Lost Chark, who will be coming in at 6-6, six and six, versus the Maddie Jones Connection, also at 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Fun fact, I believe if in the event of a tie, which is possible, we've seen this year, and the fact that in their first matchup, David only won by 2.4 points, uh, David would hold that tiebreaker. So David is rooting for a tie or a win. To get into the playoffs. Uh, right now, David has a touchdown advantage uh, with a lot of cues, a lot of question marks in <laughs> his lineup. Makes me a little nervous. Uh, but according to my power rankings, I like David's team more. Therefore, I will trust in the process and pick David to beat Preston. Yeah, I too pick. David to beat Preston and he will make the playoffs and uh, thankfully Preston will not after <laughs> making a huge run and a huge splash in the playoffs last year he will be sitting at home with Michael Badgley uh, <laughs> watching the playoffs yeah alone. he's he's not going to win Jack He's miles from winning any sort of championship this year. You can, you can, but you can bet your your Hunter Henrys on that. Something with Dick Tracy. <laughs> you better uh, grab his he grab his wall. Whoa! <laughs> I just mentioned Dick Tracy, and you bring it. You better grab his, and then you kind of pause a little there. <laughs> 
Golly, man. Yeah, I think David's going to win. I really actually don't think this is going to be close. Really? You think uh, these projections no. are wrong, including their first matchup where it was a two-point game? I do, yep. Very different teams from when they played the first time, whenever that was. Is Julio going to be out? Yes, hopefully so. Okay. Uh, we'll see. He didn't play last week. He came out of... It. Uh, from what yeah. I from what I've heard, Julio's hamstring uh, limited him in practice on Wednesday. Uh, I think that was according to D Orlando. Oh my gosh, David, will you just predict <laughs> your <laughs> of the Atlanta Journal Constitution? That's very funny because according to D Orlando letter Ledbetter, uh, Calvin Ridley also was a limited participant. <laughs> Fine, I'm just gonna go back to wordplay. It doesn't look like Preston's out of the woods yet. Alvin! <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, you know, Mr. Jones, we're going to be singing that song a week from now. He's playing Philadelphia. Wait, why do we need to wait for a week? There we go. Let's see how long we can make this. <laughs> Is it still going? I can't hear it anymore. <laughs> That's why I wanted Stuart to sing. I wanted to see how off he was. From... I, he was pretty I, good. I, I did not appreciate in last week's podcast them saying that they didn't like the tsunami drop. That was yeah, right? Was they took a shot at our favorite drop. Yeah, you know what? Hey, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to kick his bass so bad it's oh. going to be a tsunami. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, shoot. Oh my gosh. Okay, I think we're done. I I have no energy left. I almost made the comment about five minutes ago. Seriously, within the past ten minutes, we've done like 17 drops, it feels like. So, thank you so much for that. Anything to, to say in closing, gentlemen? You know, I, the only thing I would say uh, with... Hunter Henry and Dallas Goddard is just uh, remember the tight ends.